You're listening to episode 25 of Better. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be coming to you from London today. We've been here the last few days, and I'm here with my dear friend, Tina Conkin. And for the next few moments, as we give you this episode today, we're going to be talking about something that I think a lot of you may be able to relate to. And maybe if you can't relate to it, you can uh, call a friend who's maybe experienced the things that we're going to talk about and get them to listen because we're all about being better. And this episode is going to be all about making life better, making your marriage better after infidelity. Yes, I said after infidelity. And I have my dear friend Tina Conkin here. And listen, y'all, her story is a story of hope. She's just been through it. She and her husband, her late husband, went through some things in their marriage that she never dreamed of. And, um, you know, I met Tina, just to give you some background, a few years ago in Palm Springs, and we met at a success conference there. We've become friends. We're traveling together now, and uh, she's just the real deal. She's an amazing person. And I just wanted her on the podcast to talk about her new book. She's got a great new book called How God Used the Other Woman, and it's available on Amazon. It's published by Focus on the Family, and you can pre-order it today on Amazon. And I tell you what, it will change your life and it will give you hope. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, giving you hope in even the seemingly worst of situations. So, Tina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, April. I'm so glad to have you here. We're having a good time in London, aren't we? We are. Wait, let's say it right. We're having a lovely time in London. Exactly. We've learned some new words, haven't we? We have. We learned that the trunk is called a boot, and in Texas, that's a different thing. (laughs) Hey, Tina, I'm so glad to have you here. And, you know, we've just, we've developed this friendship over the last few years, and uh, it's just been a joy, and who would ever thought we'd been in London together? But here we are, and we're having a great time. Um, I want to, you know, this this podcast is all about being better. And infidelity does not sound like something you could survive or even be better after, but I know from knowing you that you can. So I want to I want you to tell the listeners what inspired you to write this book and then tell us a little bit about the book. April, I'm if any of your listeners are going through something like this or know a marriage that is going through infidelity, I would have never believed, you know, 20 plus years ago that I would be sharing about it on your podcast right. or writing a book yes. um, about it because it was one of the most painful, it was the most painful thing I can say in my life. Right. And I didn't have the best upbringing. I didn't have the best um, memories of childhood, but nothing topped being betrayed in a marriage, you know, and especially when it blindsides you. We did not have a bad marriage. So that also inspired me to write the book. It was not a bad marriage and we were in ministry, you know, so it was, it was tough. Yeah. A tough pill to swallow. So in your eyes, you thought you had a really great marriage. I did. And as a matter of fact, when I was hit with it and I heard those three terrible words from my husband, it is true. You know, those, those, those words rang so loud and I just wanted it to be a nightmare. Mm. You know, I just wanted to wake up from it and I wasn't waking up. It was true and it was a tough go because I couldn't believe in the stage that we were in, in our ministry and in our marriage, that that could happen to us. I would have thought, you know, if this would have happened five years earlier, I might have even thought I deserved it, right. you know, but at that time we'd worked so hard on our relationship that it just blindsided both of us, to be honest, both of us. But I wrote the book because I know that 
there are so many marriages, especially in the church, that are going through this silently. Right. And they're suffering alone. And they don't know how to get past it. And because they don't get help right away or they don't look or the help they do get, like the help I got was I had the biblical right to leave him. Mm. And that was from spiritual mentors. Right. And I just thought, really? Like, you're not going to help us fix this? Yeah. You're telling us we should break apart, and, and I have the biblical right for that. And that's the real reason I wrote the book, wow. is to give hope. I know you're yeah. a hope dealer. Yes, as I a am. friend, I know you as a hope dealer. To give hope that yeah. it's not the end. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a great big God. And I've discovered, and I think this was the biggest, I don't know, light bulb moment I had where Jesus was asked about divorce by the Pharisees. And and he answered and he said, you know, Moses allowed divorce because of the hardness of the heart. And today I go around the world, I do weekend workshops, uh, marriage workshops, all about the hardness of the heart. Because he said it wasn't so in the beginning. And so... Is it could it be that if we didn't have the hardness of the heart, yeah. divorce would be less than fifty percent? Right. You know, and that's what inspired me to write the book is to give hope that the affair an affair isn't the end of the line. Yeah. And it's really how did we get to the affair? Right. Before the affair. Exactly. And I, I just want to stress again, you know, this just, it wasn't a couple who was just struggling and struggling. No, they, they're ministers. They are marriage counselors. And you know what, life, uh, y'all, life just happens to people. You hit these bumps in a road. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't exactly. mean you've done bad. This is someone who is talking today that said, you know what, she had this just basically slap her in the face, that yeah. word she never wanted to hear. And I want you to tell them, um, we'll go into the book just a little bit more, but how did you survive that? You know, it was a real God moment. And in the book, I actually, um, I think the title is God's Interruptions. And um, it was 24 hours later. My husband was not home that weekend. He had gone to visit his father uh, because his mother had died. And so I was home alone when I heard those words over the phone. It is true, you know. And so I wasn't even with him when he revealed it was true. And I I hadn't just heard a rumor. And and so um, I was alone. And I went to bed that night. I don't think I slept mm. at all, not a wink. But, you know, the next morning I got up and I had this mirror moment. And you're in the bathroom and, you know, after the ugly cry, yeah. us ladies, <laughs> oh, our yeah. eyes are puffed up, <laughs> right. you know, and they're, they're black. And, and that's what I looked like. And it just, it was this ugly reflection yeah. in the mirror that I just went, oh. And I started that deadly question why Mm. why why me like why our marriage and why with such a close friend because the affair was with a close friend of mine and I said how could this happen God like and I went totally into victim mode and it couldn't have been more than 30 40 seconds that I suddenly heard a voice back from the mirror saying don't cry but ask yourself what part you played in this and I just went oh that can't be God, right? <laughs> and I said, God, that's not you. And and I remember thinking, okay, if ever I fought the enemy, this yeah. is this is the time I'm yeah. going to fight him. But the quieter I got, the more I knew this was God. Right. And in that moment, there was something 
revolutionary that happened inside of me. And instead of taking it as a condemnation, I just said, God, if this is really you, then show me how this happened. You know, show me what part I played in it. And there was no condemnation in it. And he literally, I call it my George Bailey moment. Yeah. It's a wonderful life. (laughs) Right. He took me back to a moment before I got married Mm -hmm. that I shut down my heart. And I said, never again will I hurt like this. Wow. And I took that into my marriage. Yeah. And as close as I was and as good a marriage as I thought we had, there was a part of my heart I would never give away again. And it was that nurturing part. You know, that part where I was there for him when he was down. Right. I wouldn't give that part. I didn't even give it to my kids. Once my kids weren't babies anymore, they didn't need nurturing. I was not your nurturing friend. Mm -hmm. I was the one that said, come on, get up. Time goes on. You know, let it go. It's time to move on. So I didn't have that nurture because of something that happened. They have to read the book to see what happened for me to make that vow. But I made a vow. Mm -hmm. And I was only... I think 20-some years old. I was probably 20, 21 when I made that vow. And it stuck with me so that I wouldn't give my heart away. Well, we're going to get to the the end real soon. We won't give it all away because you do need to uh, read the book, get the book, order it on Amazon, How God Used the Other Woman. Okay, tell me in the book, uh, don't give them all away, but you give practical tools. I do. You know, the practical tools that we use both in our weekend workshops, mm-hmm. um, in our couples retreats, the workshops we do for individuals, we always, or even if I speak at a conference, uh-huh. I will always refer to what we call the R3 factor. And that really was developed after, though we were marriage counselors before, yeah. <laughs> that was developed through our healing. And really simply put, I call it the R3 because R1 is to reveal. We cannot change or heal. It's about our past. Mm -hmm. We cannot change or heal what we don't reveal. In other words, if God hadn't revealed to me, I made that vow before I even met Ron, I couldn't have healed my marriage Mm -hmm. and I couldn't have renewed it. You know, I couldn't have, I couldn't have changed anything and we need a change. And the second is to rewrite. So in other words, you can't change your story. I was never in our lifetime going to ever be able to change that the affair really happened. That was a fact. I couldn't change it. Just like the air we breathe, you can't change that. You cannot change. But I could rewrite how I saw the past. I could take that scripture that says what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn to good. Right, and so I could rewrite it to a good story, to right. a testimony, a better so story, a better story, right. you know. And that's the rewrite. Mm-hmm. And then the third was to renew, and to renew is to make life better than before. Wow. And for me, it was making marriage better than it ever was. And honestly, April, it took you know two years. The first six months, I would say, were hell, if I'm allowed to yeah. say that oh, word. Yeah. But It took two years for us to be better than we ever knew marriage to be. And you had a better marriage after after. because you went through the process, right? Yes, yes. Because we went through the R3 factor in really digging deep, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at the hardness of our heart, like Jesus said, then it made life better. It made it like it should have been, how God intended. I never knew marriage like I did the last 20 years after after the affair. That is the best thing that ever happened to me. Isn't that amazing, y'all? I'm telling you what, God can rewrite your story if you allow him to. And I love that, that that you reveal, you rewrite 
What's the third one? Renew. Renew. Y'all, that is so good. And I'm telling you, if you are having any trouble in your marriage, maybe you're, you know, y'all are fighting a lot or things are not going right. Maybe you're on the verge of divorce or maybe you're right there and are divorced. I want to you know, encourage Abraham, you. I'm going to interrupt okay, you. Do. We've had divorced people that uh, one couple in particular came through and they said, you know, we got divorced because uh-huh. of infidelity. And marriage wasn't working. We mm-hmm. didn't know how to get around it. And he goes, but divorce wasn't working either. Wow, yeah. So they came through our couple's retreat. Okay, tell them where they come. So they, they, you can go to relationshiplifeline.org, okay. Okay. and there you will find either a private couple's retreat mm-hmm. or just our regular couple's lifeline. And we also have a program for individuals. Quite mm-hmm. often, you know, families will come back and they yeah. come together because our kids get hurt. And so right. we take teens and everything. So if they go to the website, relationshiplifeline.org, they can just find all our courses on there. They'll find something that fits them. 90% success rate. Yes. Y'all, you got to put the work in it. You got to be willing to go through the process. You got to be willing to dig deep. You know, God wants to deal with our hearts. And and I know Tina. I've known her for three years. And, and your husband, tell him, tell him where he yeah. is now. So my husband's in heaven now. He died five and a half years right. ago. And um, he was diagnosed with melanoma and only had four months to live. And he said, God, give me enough time to leave a legacy right you know so that my wife won't quit this work that you've started in us and if you're going to take me right give me that time and it's quite an amazing story I tell about that in the book too it's so good that he got it right to the end Mm -hmm. you know that uh, and you didn't quit and I did not quit Tina is going and going and going Uh, we've spoken together at different conferences she is amazing if you're a pastor listening if you are an individual, maybe you don't attend church and you need help, go to relationshiplifeline.org or contact Tina. You can do it through there as well. And uh, invite her out to your church. Invite her out to wherever you are to hold workshops or whatever. I'm telling you what, it can change your life. Go online and order How God Used the Other Woman. It's on Amazon by Focus on the Family. It will change your life. It's not a story that you're going to go, oh man, you're going to go, oh wow, I cannot believe that, that God can work through infidelity and make a marriage even better after. And you know, um, if they order before July 9th, which is a pre-order sale, it's uh-huh. only ten ninety nine. Oh, that's awesome. And maybe this, again, this is not you. Uh, order it for a friend. We all know people who have gone through this. It's a great day. Guys, listen, there is life after what seems like the end. Your life can be better. So I want to encourage you, don't lose hope with whatever you're going through today. And Tina, thank you for being a part of this podcast, this episode. You guys, um, just order those books and I hope and pray that you have the very best day.